Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Flower, back with another On the Salt with Got One with Captain David Blinken. David, how you doing? Great, Marvin. It's good to be here again. Can't wait to hear this week's question. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you're a busy man and you're packing and loading gear to head back to Mexico this week. Yeah, we head back to Campeche for uh, another four-day uh, uh, sojourn with the tarpon. And uh, that's the last trip of the year until uh, April. Then I'll be on snow. Yeah, and so is that a big big guy trip or is that a kind of nursery tarpon trip? These are, these, these are you know, it's nursery. These are all juvenile tarpon, uh, anywhere from five to, uh, I mean, occasionally we get a push of bigger fish that are that push 40 to 50 pounds, but most of it's like between five and 30 pounds. Uh, very, very neat. And uh, that's awesome. And, you know, you'll be back. We'll have uh, more tarpon pictures when you get back. But one of the things you uh, you pinged me on uh, a few days ago is you really wanted to talk about a new, uh, I guess, policy that's up for comment, the striped bass addendum too. Yeah, I think uh, you'll probably be posting it, but um, the comment period ends December 22nd. There's a couple meetings that I hope people will attend um, in South Jersey. Uh, I can't remember when it is, uh, but it's it's on the information uh, that the American Saltwater Guides Association is posting. Um, but also writing letters and making your voice heard. Um, it seems every time uh, uh, we have a meeting with a good outcome, uh, the uh, the uh, the Atlantic States uh, Commission decides to move the meeting to a place that's less favorable for what we all want. You know, trying to move <laughs> trying to move the bar differently. Um, so uh, the louder we are uh, in the preservation side. Uh, the uh, the better our outcomes will be. So um, uh, let's make sure we all get our comments in before December 22. Uh, got it. And is it just kind of a, you know, looking for feedback or is there a specific proposal um, that people should say they don't like or do like? Well, they w- we want a denim too. We want, uh, we want things enacted now. Um, and you could, you could even be more, um, uh, even push the envelope further. Um, I wouldn't say use the word moratorium, but I would say uh, uh, certainly limit the catch uh, by a lot because uh, striped bass numbers are way, way down. Uh, 2023 was the second worst recruitment in the history of record keeping uh, for striped bass in the Chesapeake and the Hudson. So um, these fish really need a lot of help. we we did so much work um, in the 80s and early 90s in the moratorium and bringing back the striped bass uh, to numbers that were historically high. Uh, and when the uh, commission changed everything and that made a two-fish bag limit um, from a one-fish limit at 36, uh, things fell apart very quickly. And a lot of people were saying, no, 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 everything will be fine. There's millions and millions of fish. And it's true, there were. But those millions and millions of fish can be caught out by people very quickly. Uh, So uh, we really need to make our voices heard in a big way uh, right now because we're on the precipice of a total collapse of the striped bass fishery. Uh, Got it. And so at a really high level, kind of what's the proposal and addendum to? Um, You know what? I'm not going to speak to the details of it, but it it certainly regards um, you know, uh, lowering mortality and, and, um, reducing the, the amount of fish that can be harvested, 
and, and, and some other things. So um, read what read what's going to be posted, everybody. Um, uh, see what you think about it. Um, and and sign up for the American Saltwater Guides Association newsletter. And they will be telling everybody what we need to do to preserve this uh, incredible species. Yeah, got it. And I will drop links to all that stuff in the show notes. And God, I know you're excited for the question because I previewed it for you uh, before we started recording tonight. And Bryce wrote in, um, if there's a number one go-to color for a fly, what would it be and why? So I love this question because it actually kind of has multiple answers. There, there really is no go-to color per se, because depending, it's not just species dependent, but when I'm out there guiding, very often the color of the fly I use is representative of the environment in which I'm fishing. So, for example, if I'm fishing a very sandy, light-colored bottom, my flies tend to be um, a little lighter in color, maybe have uh, a bit of a creamy color to them and gingery with a little bit of detail that might be darker. If I'm fishing over grass, um, my flies tend to be darker and have a little more of an olive tone to it. Um, uh, certainly, you know, that's that's how I work it with stripers in shallow water. In deeper water, uh, you know, you're fishing uh, baits that, that look like something swimming in the water. I, I mean, if I'm fishing deeper water, I'm probably fishing something like... Uh, olive over chartreuse over pink over cream so it's not really one color but it's a pattern but you know there's a saying down in texas it ain't no use if it ain't chartreuse chartreuse is always a good color but i would say the to be really be effective look at the environment you're fishing in look at the bottom color and try to have your fly reflect the environment in which you're trying to catch a fish in and that's really going to give you the best success uh, got it and i guess you know in terms of light like if you have a bright sunny day do you like a lighter fly and use a dark slightly darker fly on a kind of a cloudier day you know you know it's really funny um on the lighter days i try not to have the fly be too flashy um because i think it'll spook the fish especially since i'm more of a daytime angler um and and my clients fish during the day but i can tell you this on cloudy days, I very often will use a very bright fly, and I I found it to work really well. I mean, dark flies are nice, and people will use a darker, more muted fly uh, on on the cloudy days. But um, I use a lot of chartreuse on cloudy days, or a lot of um, or a lot of like all creamy with maybe uh, maybe a strip of peacock curl down the back if I'm using a deceiver type pattern, and if I'm fishing. Uh, shrimp flies uh, on those cloudy days, it's uh, the more sparkly, the better. On the bright sunny days, I'm sometimes picking flash out of the fly um, to get the fish to eat it. Uh, got it. And you know, folks, we love questions at the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us or DM us on social media. And as I always say, make David's life easier and DM me and don't DM him. And uh, if we use your question, um, I will send you some articulate fly swag and you're going to get it in a drawing uh, for a shot at a Norvice uh, at the end of the run of the series. And then if you send a question in, even if we don't use it, we're going to enter you in a drawing for a hearty reel and a wolf line of your choice. And now's a great time to give a shout out to our friends at Norvice for so generously sponsoring the series. And, you know, 
We're heading into tying season. Norvice is going to be all over the place doing shows. And if you head over to www.nor-vice.com, you can check out all the great Norvice products. I imagine Tim, if he hasn't already, very, very soon will have his 2024 uh, show schedule up. I would imagine you'll see him at most, if not all, of the fly fishing shows. I know he's going to be there, a sponsor of the Virginia Fly Fishing and Wine Festival. Great opportunity to spend some time with Tim and the other folks at Norvice. And uh, I think, you know, to really appreciate the Norvice, you have to put your hands on it um, and actually see how it works. And, um, you know, David, before I let you go and, you know, finish putting all of your uh, tropical clothes and rods and stuff for your trip, you want to, <laughs> you want to, it's kind of funny, right? You were skiing earlier this week and you, then you're going to be in Mexico chasing tarpon. So it's, uh, you'll have like a, probably a 50 degree temperature swing. I know my body's like going to go through temperature whiplash. I'm going from like 10 degrees to 90 degrees. So it's going to be crazy. Um, And, and yeah, so we have uh, a master's of the fly schedule, which um, we're really excited to announce. Um, And, and we have, I'm just going to read the dates and then I'll tell you who's going to be appearing in each of those dates. We have January 7, January 21, February 4, February 18, February 25th, and March 3rd. And those are the dates this year for Masters of the Fly, so we don't interfere with uh, with any uh, with any uh, uh, early season fishing, uh, which we've done for in the past. And uh, we're going to have some really cool stuff. We're going to have um, the American Saltwater Guides Association kicking off, as we always do, and that'll be a discussion on false albacore and the plight of striped bass um uh with uh with tony friedrich um january 21st is really cool we're going to try to broadcast live or at least uh sort of live on tape uh peter jenkins is putting on a great show up in uh, massachusetts called stock the fly box with a whole bunch of tires and we're just going to go around and interview some of these tires and and shoot and then um, hopefully have one of these tires on the show uh later that evening uh who will actually uh you know do some stuff for us and that'll be really cool we're gonna have uh lane crockett and and ben uh welly and we're hoping to have joe bladus um on the last show of the season uh march 3rd and uh we have a couple of other dates that we're holding uh for special guests so um and and they they haven't just they just haven't been nailed down yet so so um that's the deal with the uh, masters of apply and uh, a quick little got one um uh announcement too um which is i think for those of you who are going to be signing up with got one i think coming up in the near future near ish future there's going to be a newsletter that's going to be connected with the uh with the uh with the app and so that's a really exciting uh development that's going to uh happen with it uh it might be the only app in history that will have a, a newsletter connected to it, but Got One's doing so much great work, um, you know, with Massachusetts and with scientists throughout the country uh, and tracking fish. So this is going to be really exciting. Yeah, very, very neat. And if I was a betting man, uh, by the time everything gets nailed down, I suspect you'll see Norvice on Masters of the Fly too. I would imagine so. Yeah, I would imagine so. So, yes. Yeah. And so, you know, folks, um, you know, as I always say, you know, fall is my favorite time and fall is disappearing. But as I always say, you know, it's usually going to be warmer in December than it will be in January and February. So if you like to go out and catch fish, you should do it now and not wait until later. 
Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, David. Take care, Marvin. Bye.